0: Um, another uh, another thing that went on this week is kind of a good representation of what this time in our liturgy often is. Is we, we had a little get together for those who have some of some of which for many years have um, contributed uh, to the life of our church and the worship of God through that um, in very like hidden ways on Sunday mornings. And so we gather together people who've done PowerPoint for years and years. I don't know if Jason's here, but he's kind of the symbol of that kind of commitment. There he is. Um, People who've done sound and um, people who've done setup. And so we just got a bunch of people together, liturgy writing and and on and on. But stuff that makes Sunday mornings happen. Um, And each week we're trying to just highlight some different ways that people participate in the life of God through through Mountainside and through the work of Mountainside. And so these last number of weeks we've been talking a lot about um, seeking justice and different ways that people seek justice um, as a part of uh, our work together. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to focus in on some uh, work around immigration. I, please, please come out July 9th. It's going to be a great Sunday. Um, but today, we want to give a little bit of space for a couple of people who have contributed in some really significant ways over the years. And we're going to have a big potluck to celebrate them uh, at, the en- at the end of this. But I'm sitting here, and Alicia, I'm watching... Tiago right next to you, and I'm remembering when Alicia started the first ones and twos group by um, organizing holders, um, holders of babies in the community center, and those babies were Luke and Leah and Taylor, who are not babies anymore, Um, but uh, your contribution in in so many ways, Alicia, through your writing and your prayers and, um, and stuff like that has been awesome. She also organized what we called back then, like community celebrations or something. And those have kind of morphed into membership gatherings and some things like that. And um, all that started with some of your, your insights and, and hopes for our church. So thank you very much. And then Craig, um, you know, I thought of theologian. His, Craig, your, your, your the, your, this is the obvious one. Your vision of theology and who God is and God in Christ is. It's an understatement to say that that has been a, an impact um, for us and, and God's grace for our church. Um, sometimes it keeps us up at night, but maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but also, Craig is probably the one who has invited more people to our church than anybody else. And so. <laughs> Complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he complained about that while he invited people. So you can figure that out on your own though, Craig. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so I just want to give a few minutes, Craig, if you're up for it to, to share. And if, certainly, Alicia, if you'd like to um, just to talk with us a little bit. And you can sit there if you'd like with a microphone. Or you can come up front. It's up to you. Okay. Do you mind using a microphone so everyone can hear what you say?
1: Yeah. I, I tend not to believe people who speak in microphones. Um, it's a dangerous thing to, to have me uh, say a few words and not be given any kind of boundaries for you know, <laughs> when to stop. So, We've learned that those don't matter. I know, that's good. I know, <laughs> you must be finished. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> no, doesn't, doesn't work. Um, the, the, first, uh, the first time Alicia and I uh, attended this church together was the first anniversary of the church. I think Josh and I had talked about he, uh, you were organizing the liturgical chapel at APU, and I think we had some conversations about that. So I found out about this church, and, and we came. So we've been a part of this church um, since then. Um, and it's been a very, very important thing for, for us. I mean, this is... Um, I, I really love y'all. Uh, I don't much love buildings, so I, I, I have very uh, ambiguous feelings about that. In fact, I, I found a very strong emotional repulsion to the pews that we used to have in here. I, I didn't expect it. I just became very anxious every time I would walk into the room. Um, but I love, love y'all. And this has been uh, the most important um, church that I've ever been involved in. And uh, I mean, in terms of things like favorites, it certainly is that too. Uh, but it's been very, very important uh, to me personally to be a part of this church. Um, in fact, our transitioning to San Diego, retirement, I just retired, and so we're transitioning to San Diego. It's been, maybe the hardest thing about that for me is, was adjusting to leaving this church behind in fact, I think my sporadic attendance the last couple of years has been because I realized that this was coming to an end, and um, I wasn't quite sure how to handle that. Um, and what this church has meant most to me, I think, and then I don't know if I should say most, but way up there on the list at least, um, is it's a kind of sign of hope. It was that from the beginning. Um, I've been a member of the Church of the Nazarene for many, since I was like in high school or something. Uh, so a long, long time, like 40 years or something. Um, and have, a, have had a very ambiguous relationship with the Church of the Nazarene, sort of a love-hate relationship, sometimes just hate-hate, I think. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a, I've always loved the church also. But um, to be associated with a church with a Nazarene history and then a Nazarene affiliation like this has been unbelievably helpful to me, um, a, a sign of hope, a sign of what could be. Uh, and hope, I think, is the right word because this church has never been very good at planning. <laughs> so, I mean, for a number of years we've talked about the fact that we, we just sort of, sort of bumble about. <laughs> and I think that's a very wonderful thing. I mean, it's, uh, it becomes at least an implicit trust in the leading of the holy spirit that the holy spirit does something with our you know sort of faltering attempts to do things um it it is also it's been a place that has given me hope for the work of the church um i mean it was it it was just very nice being a part of a, a church especially with a nazarene association um that was not overtly Politically right wing. (laughs) Uh, I mean, not because I consider myself to be a progressive or something, I actually pretty much despise that term, Uh, but to find that a certain kind of American ideology was not dominating this place and and never has. Now, there have been moments when I've been worried that a progressive American vision was, in fact, going to sort of take over here. But I just don't think, I still have a very strong hope that that will never be the case, that it will never be about some ideology, some social theory, some set of values, but will be finally about a body of people following Jesus to the outcasts of the world. And if that looks progressive sometimes, that looks conservative sometimes, that's okay, as long as we don't get stuck in any of those places. The the reason we're moving, I think I'll be finished soon. (laughs) The the reason we're moving um, is because a a few years ago, I I had, very few years ago, I had open heart surgery and it became became clear to me that in times when Alicia or I um, is um, incapacitated, that we needed to be very close to our children. And we have two children in San Diego and so we, uh, I just sort of decided that, you know, if, if I were to go down again, you know, that at least you would need somebody right there all the time. And so we're going to San Diego. Plus, we love our children, you know? And uh, we have grandchildren there, too. Uh, frankly, my our going to San Diego to be near our children has been troubling to me in a number of ways. And I projected that trouble on this church, I think, a few times in the last few years. Uh, My fear that a church will be absorbed into an American subculture has been very prominent in my whole adult life, in all of my theological work. Um, I have feared over and over again, because I've seen over and over again, a local church becoming just another kind of extension of some American subculture without realizing, without remembering the radical nature of the gospel, the fact that the gospel disturbs all cultures and subcultures. And um, one of the, I think, most sort of subtly harmful uh, aspects of contemporary America is a weird obsession with family and it's in part because family has just been falling apart, like left and right, for decades in America. But we have become obsessed with family. Uh, I, I believe family is important, and I believe we're to love our children, our spouses, and our cousins, and uncles and aunts, and all that, I, I believe that. But that's different than getting fixated on something. So I've been thinking, am I doing that now? Am I just going off to, to you know, sort of focus on the family or something you know, for the rest of my life? Uh, and I've had to deal with that. And, and the way I've dealt with it is probably not finally very explainable. It just means, I mean, these are people I profoundly love. I love, of course, my children and grandchildren. And I love Alicia more than any other people. I mean, I would, I would give up everything, anything for them. Uh, But what has come down finally for me is uh, and through a great deal of thinking, meditation, and prayer, that um, what I've taught all these years, which is that we are not to love in general, we are to love the people we see, means finally that even apart from my affection for my family, they are the people I see, and I am to love them no matter what it looks like if it looks like you know I'm becoming just another sort of nuclear family advocate or something it doesn't make any difference they are there for me to care for and i will care for them and so the the last years of my life i'm hoping will be and who knows what kinds of twists and turns might occur but i'm hoping that i will devote my life in a new way in particular to alicia who's had to to bear my academic obsessions all these years, to be sort of moved to the back burner while I was engaged in some research project or something. I'm hoping I can devote my life to her and to our children and grandchildren in particular, as well as our neighbors and to my local church, certainly those things. And please don't hear this as my sort of uh, thrusting family as the highest value or something. That's a horrible idea. (laughs) I mean, this sort of uh, family is the building block of society and stuff. I mean, those abstractions, I think, don't help anybody. They only hurt. But we are to love the people we see. And whether we like it or not, the people we see most are members of our families. And in my case, it, fortunately, these are people that I so deeply love that it will not be a hard thing for me to do in that sense. Anyway, is that enough? It's too much? Thank you all.
0: When we gather at the potluck, we'll, we'll get the food out. We've, we ordered some tacos from Tacos Ensenada, because that's some of the keens favorite, and we're hoping that all of you... What's that? Lots of tacos, so come. Even if you didn't bring anything, come. And if you did bring something, that will supplement um, what we've got. And we're going to jump pretty quickly into some of us getting to share some things about Craig and Alicia to them, so... Um, Focus in on what Sonya's sharing, but then be thinking about what you might want to share with uh, Craig and Alicia as well.